I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we have a crazy story of revenge against a former boyfriend. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, showing my father out. My parents were not your typical happily married couple who fought once in a while and tried their best to provide a stable home for their family. No, my parents bickered all the time. And if I think back now, it was always about insignificant things. But that's what happened in homes where the father purposely stayed home and worked everyone as a slave. For as long as I can remember, it had always been my mother who went to work. She would come back tired from her long day at work, she was a vet, and still managed to muster up the energy to take care of us. We were young and had no nanny, so she did most of the cooking, laundry, and other tasks around the house. As we got older, we began to help out in the little ways we could, That was, if she would allow us. My mother was a hard worker and I respected her for that. She was the one who dropped us all at school on our way to work. She gave us lunch money and sometimes she would wake up early to cook us meals for lunch. She was also the only one who came to our school events. Our dad hardly showed up and when he did, he was no fun. She was the one who provided for the family while my dad sat at home doing absolutely nothing. Well, Not nothing, he helped around the house with minor chores like mowing the lawn or fixing electrical issues. This seemed to please my mother just fine. I had two older brothers and a younger sister. We were very close. We went to the same schools and had mutual friends. It was so easy to be around my siblings even though we had our squabbles from time to time. We gossiped a lot and it was always refreshing to talk to people that understood what you were experiencing. One of our major topics of discussion was mostly our father. We never understood why he was always around, unlike other fathers who went to work. Most especially, we weren't happy about the stress that he put our mother through. He always expected her to dote on him, even when she was busy or tired. Don't get me wrong, we loved our father, and the fact that he was always around with us. He would play with us and help us out with our assignments. He taught me how to ride my bicycle and tried to be there for my brothers as well. But it always bugged us that he would sit at home all day and still expect our mother to do his bidding when she came back from work exhausted. And when he did go out, it was never to any place meaningful. The part that irked us the most was when he would send us on little errands that he could do by himself. He always said that we were his children and he had a right to send us on whatever errand he liked. We went along with it though because he was our dad and we were used to it. Where things changed was the day he and my mother fought and he hit her. They had been talking about a trip that she had been planning for weeks with her clinic. They were supposed to travel to a conference in another country. The conference also included a medical outreach to poor farmers who couldn't afford healthcare for their sick animals. It was a trip my mother had been looking forward to since she needed the experience for her portfolio. It was also a way for her to meet new people in her field and possibly get a promotion, which meant more money for the family. My father wasn't happy about the idea though. He didn't like the thought of being left alone with us. It meant that he would have to take over most of the things that she did, like taking us to school and going shopping for groceries. He claimed that he was busy as well and our mother wasn't the only one with important things to do. She had argued that the trip was for only 10 days and that he could survive that long with us. 
Our father had gotten angry and insisted that she wasn't going anywhere. For the first time, I watched my mother stand up for herself, but unfortunately it didn't go well for her. My father, the man who I was supposed to love and respect, hit my mother and then stormed out of the house in anger. He didn't come back until late at night, ignored us all, and went to bed. After that day, things became very different in the house. My mother became even quieter while my father became loud and aggressive. She ended up not going on the trip as she didn't want to make my father any angrier. We were astonished at how much our mother would give up just to please her husband. Even though the happenings of that day were forever sealed in our memories, my mother never slacked in her duties. Our father became more demanding and controlling. He stopped doing the usual things he did with us and even stopped helping around the house altogether. He would wake up in the morning and go straight to the living room to watch TV. Then, after some time, he would ask for his breakfast like it was his birthright. Anytime there was a delay or he just felt like being a pest, he would storm into the kitchen in anger and start yelling. Sometimes he wouldn't eat the food again and would go out instead to get himself something for breakfast. That was after asking our mother for money to buy this breakfast rudely. Because we didn't want food to waste, we would end up sharing it so our mother wouldn't have to stress over that. He gave each of us absurd curfews and never allowed us to be out of the house for long. Even our mother had a certain time to be back from work or she was likely to face an angry husband. One day, she had an emergency surgery at the clinic and had to come back late. She called ahead to inform our dad, who was not happy at all about this news. He refused to eat the food that my oldest brother cooked and instead ordered something online. When our mother finally got back, she was met with an ugly temper. He claimed that she had purposely stayed back at work and no surgery had taken place. He accused her of being a lousy wife for leaving him with children that didn't know how to attend to his needs. He also implied that she was cheating on him, which was part of the reason she had stayed back at work. My mother was appalled by the accusations and started crying at some point. When she wanted to defend herself, our father shut her up and then slapped her. This made my brother angry and he stormed into the living room and punched my father in the face. We were all shocked. My father recovered from his shock quickly and hit my brother back, breaking his nose. The saddest part about that incident was how we all lied and covered up for our father at the hospital. We claimed that my brother had been jumped by some thugs on the way home. I held my mother's hand as she cried silently beside me while we waited for our brother to be treated. That night we slept at the hospital and he was discharged early the next morning. Funny how after all that, my mother still managed to get ready for work and go about her activities like nothing unusual had happened. We all knew that she was trying to be strong for us and this only made me respect her more. One would think that our father would have repented after what happened, but he only became worse. He became more violent and demanding. No one dared to stand up to him because we were all scared. Through it, our mother tried to be loving and caring, but he grew more distant and spiteful. One afternoon, to everyone's surprise, he allowed us to leave the house. There was a church picnic at the local park, and he said our mother could take us. We all thought it was a prank, but he assured us that we could go and have fun. What a setup that had been. A day away from our father was like a vacation to us, and we cherished each second we spent at that picnic. Our happy bubble turned into one of sadness when it was time to go home, dreading who was waiting for us upon our return. But to our shock, our father wasn't home when we got back. We searched everywhere, but we didn't find him. We all thought maybe he had stepped out, but he didn't come back all through the night or the next day. 
Our mystery was later solved when our mother went grocery shopping and all her cards were declined. When she went to the bank to inquire, she was informed that the bank account she and my father shared had been wiped clean. Our father had taken everything and disappeared. My mother was never the same after that. Every night she cried herself to sleep and all we could do was listen in sadness, pain and anger. Despite everything our father had done, our mother still loved him very much and couldn't believe that he'd left us high and dry. It took some time but she finally started to get over him. With some help from relatives, we were able to get back on our feet. There were still days when she would wake up in the middle of the night and begin to pray for him or she would cry herself to sleep. We did our best to be there for her in every way we could, but we didn't deny the fact that life was easier and happier after he left. Many years later, we were all set and ready to head out for my oldest brother's convocation when we were met by a very unexpected surprise on our doorstep. Sprawled over the railing of the porch was the man we had once called Dad. We all stared at him wide-eyed in shock, and my brother stepped in front of my mother protectively. My second brother asked him why he was there, but all he did was smile and walk in our direction. My brother warned him that if he took one more step, he would return the favor from years ago and break his nose. Our father just laughed sadly and commented on how we'd all grown into stunning children. He even had the guts to say that he was proud of my brother after all the insults he had hurled at him years before. He then asked if he could see his wife, to which we all responded a firm no. What shocked him more was when my mother stepped out from behind my brother, looked my father in the eyes, and shook her head sadly. She then told us that we would better leave now so we wouldn't be late for the ceremony. My father watched in surprise as we left him standing on the porch without a second look in his direction. The ceremony went well and after we went out to celebrate at one of our favorite diners. When we got back home, we were surprised to see that our father was still there. This time as we approached, he began to cry and beg for our forgiveness. He claimed that he hadn't been thinking straight and had been bewitched into doing what he had done. He confessed that he had nowhere else to go as the person that had been housing him had kicked him out. He said that he'd changed and was ready to be the father and husband that we deserved. We all saw through the lies, knowing fully well that the only reason he was back was because he'd spent all the money he had. After he left, my mother insisted on looking for him, and what she found shattered her heart. He had run away to another woman that he'd been seeing on the side. How he'd been having an affair was still a mystery to us since he was at home most of the time. He had stolen the money and gone to shack up with her. We all knew that she had probably kicked him out for being a poor, lousy man. My mother, to our surprise, said that she forgave him and that she had forgiven him long ago and bared no grudges. She told him that he could sleep in the garage for tonight. Then in the morning, we would figure out the next step in this forgiveness. My brother tried to argue with her, but she held her ground. He didn't let the matter go, though, as he removed all the spare blankets and old mattresses from the garage before locking the door that linked it to the main house. He didn't deserve comfort after all he had done to us. The next morning, my mother invited him inside the house for breakfast. She prepared coffee and all the other things he liked. We helped her to set the table and acted like everything was fine. Our father thanked us for having changed and having a forgiving heart toward him. He promised that he wouldn't misuse the second chance he had been given. As he ate, the sound of police sirens was heard in the distance until they came to a stop in front of our house. Our father stopped eating and watched in confusion as my brother led the officers into the house. My mother informed them about what he had done to us several years ago and that the Lord had brought him to our doorsteps to make the police's job easier. She then informed our father that although she had forgiven him, she was not as gullible as he thought her. 
As the police led him away, she informed him that he would be hearing from her lawyers about their divorce. At first I was like, well there's no way that they're going to take this guy and haul him off to jail for stuff that he's accused of doing all that time ago, whether or not it is true, but then I also... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Realized it's very easily just trespassing to get the cops to take him away. I wish them the best of luck though because it's probably going to be a burden to prove it, but if they keep it going in court and you get in front of a jury and you can provide whatever evidence you do have, you might be able to get this guy convicted and properly charged. Our next story is messing with him. Both of my parents met each other at 19 and have been in love ever since then. My grandparents on both sides also met each other at very young ages and fell in love. And it wasn't the kind of love where they just tolerated each other. No, it was the kind where they genuinely cared for each other and supported each other's dreams and goals and cheered each other in the right direction. I had good role models for the kind of love that most people prayed for, so I wasn't too worried about finding anyone the way most of my mates were. I believed that if someone was for me, they would find me. I almost had a boyfriend in high school, and I really did think that he had the potential to be what I wanted, until I found out that it was a prank between him and his friends to see who could get the most girlfriends in the period of one month. It seems like such a small thing, child's play even, but it stuck with me and took my trust issues from zero to a hundred. I'll blame it on the fact that I grew up incredibly sheltered. I was naive and believed that everyone was inherently good and would treat me the same way that I did them. And I was a good-natured and cheery person, so people were naturally drawn toward me. So I expected that they would treat me with as much honesty as I did them. After the incident, I kept to myself romance-wise. I didn't let anyone get close to me in that manner and decided that maybe being single was the perfect way for me to go, at least until I was sure of the other person's intentions. It seemed like a good enough plan and I took it with me until I finished high school. I had three siblings, my older brother M, my twin brother N, and my little sister O. We were raised to be very close and to share things with each other. While M was older than my twin and I by five years, O was our Irish twin and was born ten months after us. As I said, I was close with my siblings and I used to think that we were all the same peas in a pod. We thought very similarly and had similar but distinct habits, and by the time my twin and I were 16, People thought we were all quadruplets in photos. After high school, it was mandatory in our family to learn a trade for a year before going off to college. M had taken after my father to work with cars in his auto shop. 
and N doing the same thing. I decided to learn to sew like my grandmother and things seemed to go really well for me until both my brothers got girlfriends around the same time. It messed with our dynamic a lot and I found that we weren't as close as we used to be. I didn't blame them, if anything I was jealous. I wanted what they had, but I wasn't ready in any way for it. Just before I left for college, my little sister O got a girlfriend as well, and that was what made me decide to get myself a boyfriend. College was not a bad experience. My major was psychology and I was doing very well in it. My search for a boyfriend still continued and I knew exactly what I wanted. A man who was in touch with his feminine side, was kind, empathetic, and had a soft temper. These were such simple things that you would think I would find a boyfriend quickly. But I promise you that toxic masculinity thrives so much more in environments with younger people than anywhere else. By my third year of uni, I discovered that I really liked fashion and making clothes for myself and my friends. Of course, I started to post on social media and got a following. Between that and school, I barely remembered that I had a mission to find a perfect boyfriend. One weekend, there was an estate sale and I went there with a few friends. It was bland for me for the first hour because nearly everything seemed to cater to smaller people and I'm on the bigger side of the size spectrum. I was bored and wanting to leave when I saw a man with the most gorgeous pair of pink boots. I raced to him and immediately started bombarding him with questions about what size they were, where he found them, and if he knew where to find the bigger sized clothes. Fortunately, he was a guide. The shoes were not taken and they were just my size and he didn't know wherever bigger size clothes were. He personally ushered me there and just watched me go crazy over a dead person's belongings. By the end of the day, I had a massive trash bag full of clothes, shoes, jewelry, and some household items, and I was happy. On our way out, I spotted the man who had helped me out earlier, and I went to say thank you to him. We made small talk, and I found that he was a stylist. He told me that he'd seen my content and found me interesting. It felt good to hear that, and before I knew it, he had asked me if he could style me for an event. The event was his date to a party where he styled a lot of influential people and I was starstruck. It was like I'd been transported to another reality that I could only dream of and it made me adore him. By the end of the night, I was drunk on too many glasses of champagne and he kissed me. By the end of the week, he had asked me to be his personal assistant. Juggling being the personal assistant to a busy man like that was hard, especially with having school on the other side, but I managed it. Let's call him L. L was older than me by a decade, but he had a very youthful look to him that would make you think he was much younger. He was good looking, kind, and loved to help young people. But he told me that I was different, and that he wanted me around for a very long time, which was why he made me a personal assistant. It didn't make sense to me at first, because I wanted to be loved loudly and wholly, and while he seemed to do it, he also didn't appreciate labels. I now know what those words mean, and even then it confused me, but I wanted to be understanding and not rush things. After I graduated college, I basically became L's eyes and limbs. He insisted that we moved in together, and he seemed to forget how to do every single thing. I did everything from booking appointments to cooking his dinner. It didn't take time for me to become burnt out. After complaining to my sister, she suggested confronting L. I did, and that was the first time he raised his hand to me. I fainted after the first hit and woke up in the hospital. He had told the doctors that I fell and begged me not to say the truth. Eventually I was checked and the doctor called me a few days later to tell me that I was five weeks pregnant. 
I was shocked, but it didn't seem like bad news, considering that Elle had apologized and was currently treating me better than he'd ever done since the start of our relationship. When I broke the news to him, he looked pale as a ghost and was silent for the rest of the night. The next day, he sat me down and said that he couldn't continue with our relationship outside of work and promised to give me some money to terminate the pregnancy. I was livid and hurt, and I made sure he knew it with how violently I cussed him out. He didn't care about anything else but getting me out of his house. So he got me a place within the next week and offered to follow me to the abortion clinic. I'd been planning to keep the child anyway because while the man was a jerk, I had lost a cousin from a procedure before, so the fear was still there. My family, while disappointed as the trajectory my life took, were incredibly supportive of me and promised to make life as good as they could. We were no longer in a relationship anymore, but I still worked as his personal assistant, and this man had no pity on me. He worked me so much harder than before, delayed my salary multiple times, and forgot to credit me for jobs that I did on my own. On a random Thursday, I showed up to work and found that the studio we worked at was locked. I tried to call L, but he didn't pick up, and I waited until the landlord came to tell me that L moved everything at night and handed the keys over to him. While I was still mulling over the incident, I got a message from a friend of mine that said L was getting married in three weeks. I was walking down the steps, missed a stair, and found myself in the hospital with a broken wrist, sprained ankle, and no more baby. I was numb to everything, and something broke inside me. It was worse because I knew who his wife-to-be was a model that he worked with frequently because her agency swore that they both just worked so well together and it should have made sense but it still didn't. More information I gathered said that they'd been together on and off for about 5 years, which was 2 years longer than he and I was. After 3 days of being in the hospital, I finally got out and started therapy as my doctor recommended, but I was still so bitter and angry. My brother's girlfriends both were around to show their support and when all three of us got in talking, they expressed how they would take revenge if they were in the situation that I was in. It was a silly joke, but I couldn't sleep that night, and I mulled over the fact that I probably wasn't the only girl L did this to. The next day, I had a plan. My older brother's girlfriend was a lab technician, and she helped me fake a few doctor reports and test results so that they looked authentic, and I made the most gorgeous black revenge dress very similar to what Diana wore after her situation with Charles. The wedding was huge, and it was at a cathedral. It was dreamy, and people were only met by invitation. I knew people who knew people, and some people really hated Elle's guts, so getting in as a plus one was not hard at all. Immediately I got in. I knew that I looked out of place, and I loved it. The theme was spring colors, so everyone was in soft pinks and greens and purples, while I just wore black with the smokiest smoky eye I had done in a hot minute. I sat in the back pew and observed everything with a lot of anxiety in my heart, but I couldn't let him get away with all this. As soon as the priest asked if anyone had anything to say, I raised a hand, left my seat, and walked up to the front. The eyes on me were nerve-wracking, but I mustered up the courage and started to speak. I led with the fact that he gave me HIV and also got me pregnant and demanded I end the pregnancy. I didn't need to go further because his fiance slapped his face and began screaming and crying while I was escorted out. My sister, her girlfriend, and my brother's girlfriends were all in a car across the street waiting for me, all dressed up, and once I got in, they drove across town to a fancy bar so that we could celebrate our win. 
The only lie I told him was that I got HIV from L. As much as the world has evolved, it would still stigmatize him, and that was the biggest hit I could give to him. He lost nearly all of his clients within a week, and his girlfriend, whose father's fortune was what he started his career on, left him. He attempted to reach out to me to apologize, but I'd already blocked all contact with him and moved on. Funnily enough, my career elevated and for the right reasons as well. Not because of the whole scandal with him. It's been a year since we last communicated, and my life has been amazing since then. I mean, the HIV thing is definitely a big fabrication and quite a lie, but most of what OP said wasn't too far off the truth, and although personally I think the better revenge would be letting them get married and then informing her after the fact, you know, having to put them through that immediate probable divorce would be like a way more mentally taxing on this guy. What OP did was a pretty good revenge though. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 